Today, here on Cincy Business Talk with Mike Roth, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer. We'll be talking to business leaders about how they have grown their businesses and people. We discuss new strategies, tactics, and philosophies which lead to positive growth in our marketplace. Our program is sponsored by Sandler Training by Roth & Associates. Each week, we'll talk with our best Cincinnati area top executives about their tools and insights. Our regular listeners will be given the edge that will help them win in a competitive environment which we live. Simple solutions to complex problems which challenge all of us are rarely correct. We will address complex problems or opportunities with appropriate solutions. If you have questions or comments, contact Mike at Mike Roth at RothConsulting.net or call Mike at 513-753-9400. Now your host, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer, Mike Roth. Thanks, Scott. This is Mike Roth, and I'm here today with Terry Flaherty and Andy Kennedy. Andy, that was a lot easier. <laughs> I went to school with a lot of people named Kennedy in New York. Mm-hmm. You can't tell from my accent. Okay. Uh, before we get get on with the show, let me uh, remind everyone who's going to be coming up next. We have Alan Greer coming up on Friday. He's going to He's the CEO of Print Web Technologies, and he's going to be talking about new ways to use the web uh, for printing materials for clients and and other new ideas that they have. Uh, next week, we have Mike Callahan from Document Destruction. He's going to be talking about how he's built uh, at least two companies as an entrepreneur here in Cincinnati, successful companies, and how he did that. And he's going to talk about his his current company, Document Destruction. He's a strong leader. On Friday, the 9th of November, we're going to have Jim Hunter. He used to be a franchisee in the franchise Home Doctors. He loved the business so much, he turned around and he bought the the whole franchisor. And he's now the CEO of HD Franchising Systems, Inc. The next week, on November 15th, we have Craig Sorbrook of Bartlett & Company. That's a financial planning company here in town. They just bought the company back to Cincinnati. And that's our oldest financial planning company in Cincinnati. And on Friday, the 16th of November, we're going to have Mark Ross, who is the president and CEO of IT Insight. He's going to be specializing in in the discussion about data recovery. It's one thing to have your data backed up. It's quite another to have it restored and functional. And that's going to be the subject of that show. Uh, For Sandler Clients, we have the Sandler Client Summit coming up February 14th and 15th in Orlando, Florida. It's going to be held at the Buena Vista Palace Hotel and Spa in Orlando. Uh, The theme of that conference will be no guts, no gain. How to get tougher in sales. Uh, there is a, a discounted uh, price. The normal price of that client summit will be $500 a person. And uh, those of you who choose to register between now and November 16th, the price will be $400. You can take a discount. That's un- unusual with Sandler. The website to go to is www.clientsummit2013 in numbers dot Sandler.com, and you'll get all of the information about the conference there. Okay. I guess one other thing we should announce, we are going to have a Sandler 
networking works uh, program here in January, starting January 7th. We have a few seats available for that. If you haven't registered, you can call our office, 753-9400. Talk to Carmen on extension 106, and she can get you the details. Now let's give a little bit of background on Terry. Terry is a uh, U.S. Navy Vietnam veteran. He began his career in the design and construction of startup of nuclear power plants. Well, you might have a whole new career coming up if we start building them again. That's right, yeah. After starting a, a family, he changed uh, into the IT industry and got on the sales and sales management side. Today, Terry is an independent long-term care specialist, and he's also a, a director of marketing for his uh, regional agency. Terry educates groups and individuals on how to protect themselves from sub- the substantial risk of long-term care events. And you learn firsthand about the risk by being the primary care provider for his dad when his dad's health declined due to a chronic illness. That's correct, yeah. yeah. Your dad's still with us? Dad's gone, yeah. Yeah, okay. And Terry attended UC. Now, Andy, I'll give a little bit of background on you. Is that okay? Sure. Good. Andy has spent 13 years in the long-term care industry and 10 years as a regional manager and general agent. He's married, three teenage children, and he has a Bachelor of Science degree from Denison University. That's outside of Columbus. And a master's, an MBA, from Xavier, specializing in business management. Terry is a long-term physical fitness guy, a long-term runner, Looks like a runner, and uh, loves running the hills in Cincinnati. Okay. <laughs> the steeper, the better. The steeper, the better. Yep. More power to you, buddy. Mm. <laughs> Not going to catch me on the hills. Uh, you know, I'm I'm the guy who went to school, walked the high school both ways uphill. So you've had enough exercise. Oh yeah, yeah. The rain, snow, nothing mm-hmm. stopped us. They never closed the schools in New York when I was growing up. <laughs> He's a regular attendee of the Montgomery Community Church. He has a passion for helping seniors. And he likes to help soon-to-be seniors to help them to get the right insurance products to protect their uh, their families and themselves. So, guys, I'm going to start by asking a couple of uh, general questions. Is that, that fair? Absolutely. That's great. Good. Maybe you can tell us what I left out about your background and how, how you got here. How did you get into the long-term care industry? I thought, you you know, after you, how many years did you have to care for your dad, Terry? I took care of him for about a year and a half. A year and a half? Yeah. Uh, Mom's still alive? No, no, she passed before that. Uh, But uh, Dad was living with me at my home. And uh, I have two brothers. One lived in Phoenix and one was in Baltimore. So I was the guy because he was here in Cincinnati. So you were the primary care provider? Yes, I was. Well, that must have really taken a toll on your business life and personal life. actually lost a job because I was uh, taking care of him. I was in sales at the time and had to focus on getting him to the dialysis place and doctor's appointments and things like that. Yeah, it was a difficult time. Uh, one would think that most people, after going through that experience, might uh, shy away from uh, long-term care. What, may, what drove you to educating people about the uh, problems and financial realities of long-term care? That's a great question. Um, eventually, his, his health got to the point where um, I could no longer take care of him, and um, I put him in a, a nursing home. He actually requested to be put in a nursing home, and when I was putting him in there, they said, well, does he have a pension? Does he have Medicare? 
does he have long-term care insurance? And I said, what? And so uh, hmm. once his once he was in there for a while and his assets were spent down, I became interested in the actual insurance to protect that. Okay, so you actually went through it w- without the benefit of That's long-term correct. care. That's correct, yeah. Now, in, in your own estimation, had you had long-term care insurance from the time that he needed it, he was living at home with you. Right. How much money would that have saved uh, you and or him? Probably in the neighborhood of um, $150,000, $200,000. Pretty significant sum of money. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, Andy, how come you got into the long-term care insurance business? Well, MBA did, guy, yeah. Xavier, I mean, a lot of other sexier businesses. Well, I went through it a little bit with my grandmother, not to the degree that uh, Terry had gone through it. I didn't have uh, my my grandmother at my house. I didn't take care of her personally, but she was in and out of nursing homes, and I was in my early teens at the time and was in and out of nursing homes. I saw the nursing homes. I saw the, the level of care, uh, and it, that tweaked my interest, but as I got older and I was looking at uh, a career, I was also trying to see what hit the baby boomers right between the eyes. What kind of protection, what kind of things would they need that would um, enable them to continue to sustain? Uh, And I came upon long-term care. Uh, At the time, it was General Electric. And after interviewing with uh, the regional manager back in the year 2000, I moved forward and have been busy ever since. Mm -hmm. And I think that as you look at the baby boom generation, with 10,000 people turning 65 every day, and they will for the next 15 to 20 years, I think that protection products like this are very important, and understanding them to the to the degree that they need to uh, is important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how do you guys go to market? How do you find prospects? I think we do the same thing that every other insurance agent does. We uh, are out there talking to to people that we know. We're talking to our clients about people that they care about. We work a lot with small businesses. We do a lot of workshops and seminars. Mm -hmm. And uh, the the interest in long-term care is very high. Uh, There are not a lot of people that understand it intimately that can explain it to the degree that people need to understand it to make the decision to do it or not do it. Long-term care is not a product that is an absolute yes to everybody that looks at it. It's not sometimes the most appropriate uh, form of protection to have. Uh, But when you have relatively good health, when you have assets that you're trying to protect, long-term care protection is something that you need to understand. Well, that's kind of a a buzzword that people might not understand. Exactly what do you mean by long-term care? Great question. Uh, Long-term care, let's talk about it in two different lights. The first one is uh, how would long-term care protect you? What needs to have happened to you? Uh, There is both physical and there is cognitive care. If you are compromised where your independence is such that you can't live alone, whether it be physically or cognitively, then uh, you are in a long-term care situation. The second is, is where does long-term care, where does it work for you? Uh, long-term care can support you in four different places. It will support you at home. It will support you in the community. It will support you in a living facility and in a nursing home. The interesting thing about long-term care, particularly on the home front, is that if you look at the statistics, about 85% of people 
who have long-term care policies, who go on claim, they start their care at home. So mm-hmm. in many ways, long-term care is about staying out of nursing home. You know, I like to call it stay out of nursing home insurance. Go home where the, your quality of life is better, where it's less expensive, where you get to pr- pick the care providers. Mm-hmm. And it's it's what we would most all of us prefer. You know, I've noticed a whole plethora of independent franchise companies offering long-term care, as well as people like uh, the visiting nurse service. Are their services something that a long-term care policy would, would pay for if they were at home? What you need to look at when you have a home care experience is where are you going to get your care? Your care can come from licensed outsourced agencies, but it can also come from custodial care providers. Custodial care providers, the nice thing about custodial care providers is they're probably a little bit less expensive and they you get to pick them. So you oftentimes, if it's custodial care, you can um, choose who walks in your home to care for you. If it's at a little bit higher level of care, if it's um, more than just custodial, you probably have to go to an outsourced agency. Just so everyone understands it, exactly what do you mean by custodial care? Custodial care is not skilled care. All right, It's not a nurse coming and giving you a diabetes right. injection. And, and and it can be intermediate care. And intermediate care can be defined as um, moving someone from a bed to a uh, to a wheelchair, to perhaps to go to the restroom, or um, if you can't get out of bed, to be able to move you in bed appropriately so you don't get hurt as you're making these moves because you don't want to stay in one place. But the custodial care is the care for feeding. It's the care for making sure that the house is in good order. It is to make sure that, particularly if it's a cognitive issue, that you aren't hurting yourself. Okay, so cognitive would be like people who have dementia or Or Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's. Right, correct. Right. Is that fairly common? It is probably the most common um, of the care that's provided. Uh, The custodial, um, excuse me, the... um, the cognitive part of it is the the part of long-term care where the risk is the highest because a cognitive issue in many cases is going to last longer than a physical issue. Mm-hmm. What percentage of seniors can expect to find themselves in a cognitive uh, kind of an issue, well, disability? I, I can't. I'm, I can't tell you specifically cognitive, but what I can tell you is over the age of 65, Mm -hmm. there is a 70% probability that you're going to have some material long-term care need. So, you know, as you get older, and and one of the issues, and this is what we have to be careful about, because we get calls from, um, from the American people who want long-term care, but they're at that point already. Um, They're, they have, they have not totally lost their independence, but they have had things happen to them. They have been diagnosed with things. They've got physical. Um, what in, sort of things? Well, on the um, diagnosis, it would be a, a stroke. It would be some any forms of cancer that will either keep you from being able to be positively underwritten to get a policy, or there are time periods where, for example, with breast cancer, you may have to wait five years before you can actually um, be looked at again. On the physical side... So someone who's had a stroke 
uh, couldn't buy a long-term care policy. Right. And people with um, certain levels of insulin, diabetes, it's mm. very difficult to get coverage. And as we live longer and longer, uh, what is happening is there's a higher percentage of us who actually are going to go on claim. And those of us, because we're living longer and longer, the the length of our care is extending also. What's the average length of care? I I heard a few years ago that the average stay in a nursing home was something only like two weeks. Right. The the median care of a nursing home is about six months. The average care from the beginning of home care to the end of nursing home care is running a little yeah, the bit end of life. Excuse, yeah, the end of uh, the nursing home. Excuse me. Is um, is running plus three years. If it's a cognitive issue, it's running at plus five years. Wow. So it's really a, a long-term issue. Yeah. If it's under 90 days, if you look at your health insurance, you look at Medicare, that is there. You know, there's this distinction between short-term care, which is the health insurance, the Medicare that we have, versus the long-term care. And that 90 days is about where it cuts off. One of the uh, questions in an application is, uh, for you go on claim, your doctor needs to state that he or she thinks that your care is going to be a 90-day issue or more. Good. Uh, this seems to be a logical place to take a break, so we're going to take a short uh, break for a couple of Sandler commercials, and then we'll be right back. If you have any questions, you can call in at 646-595-4916. Company owners and sales managers, are you sick and tired of hiring a salesperson you think is Tom Cruise only to get Pee Wee Herman on the first day of the job? Call me, Mike Roth, 513-646-6523. When you hear about a typical sales training program, does it usually involve a one- or two-day seminar where some alleged guru passes down what he claims are the secrets to making sales? At Roth & Associates, I'm the most experienced Sandler sales trainer in Cincinnati. We recognize that truisms and motivating speeches aren't enough to arm sales teams with the tools they need for success. Sales is a hard business. Typical sales training can only provide typical and disappointing results. At Roth & Associates, we use the Sandler methodology of continual reinforcement and ongoing training seminars along with individual coaching to ensure victory in the world of sales. We've been doing it here in Cincinnati for over 15 years. You won't fail because I won't let you. Roth & Associates, 513-646-6523. 513-646-6523. Six five two three. Company owners and sales managers, are you tired of cutting your price to get the deal? Wouldn't you like to have a better way? Wouldn't you want to improve your margins? Call me, Mike Roth, at 513-646-6523 to see if there's a better way for you. Okay, this is uh, Mike Roth, Terry Flaherty, and uh, Andrew Kennedy. Uh, and uh, before we go on, I think we have a, uh, a caller. Uh, can you hear us, caller? Hi, this is uh, Marilyn from Norwood. Thanks for taking my call. Hi, Marilyn. Do you have a question for Andy or Terry? Uh, yeah, both of the gentlemen, actually. Um, I'm, I'm listening to the show, and I'm trying to absorb all the information. It's It's new to me. My parents are in their 50s, and I don't know if they've been doing any planning of this sort. And my concern is, at what point should I step in and start planning or monitoring their plan. Um, like what else do I need to know? Like, I guess I'm really would like a like a time frame, like an age or a signal 
not sure what to look for. Uh, hi, Marilyn. This is uh, Terry. The average age uh, for people who look into or take long-term care insurance is 57 years old. But uh, it's a good idea to learn about it at even an earlier age than that. A lot of people look at it in their early 50s, some even in their 40s. Um, you know, it's it's something that doesn't work for everybody, but it's important to understand how it works so you can plan for that if it's something that does work for you. Yeah, Marilyn, this is Andy. Uh, you know, there's two issues here. One is health. Um, the other one is potentially the expense of uh, a long-term care policy, and that's a question that we all have to deal with to find out what level of coverage we want and what we can afford. But on the health front, uh, I I prefer to uh, speak with my clients in their early 50s. The difference between just the health of an individual in their early 50s versus um, someone in the, at the age of 60 um, is exponentially different in terms of the things that have happened to them in just that short period of time. The other issue is the cost, the premiums, and what you're willing to spend to have this protection, what level of coverage you want to have. And the difference in the cost from for a 53-year-old versus, say, a 60-year-old is about 60 or 70% more in just the premiums alone. So what I'm always asking my clients is, is learn about it, understand it when you are as healthy as you can be and when it's going to be as least expensive for you to uh, afford these premiums as you possibly can. So did we cover the questions for you? Uh, I think I got my answer. It sounds, sounds like uh, 57 is a good time to bring it up at Thanksgiving dinner, huh? <laughs> um, thank you good so time. much, guys, Terry yeah. and Andy, and thanks for having me, Mike. I appreciate it. Thanks for the call, Marilyn. I would actually recommend probably early 50s, more than 57. Okay. The average is 57. It has come down over the last couple of years. It continues to drop. Okay. Good. All right, good to know. Thanks so much, guys. Now, Marilyn, while we, while we have you here. I hope she's still listening. Yeah. We accidentally cut her off. Oh, Go ahead. okay. Well, I hope she's still listening. Um, if you would like to contact me directly, uh, I can give you an email or a phone number. Uh, my email e email num um, would be LTCI, which stands for Long-Term Care Insurance Planner, P-L-A-N-N-E-R, at gmail.com, LTCI Planner at gmail.com, or you can call me directly at 513-300-6738. Good. Now, uh, since the caller brought up the, the question of when to talk about it, uh, what's the difference between creating a, uh, a good plan or a dream for uh, long-term care insurance? How much should, some, should someone buy? I think the level of coverage that you buy is, uh, is a personal decision. Uh, it depends on what kind of success you've had. It depends on what you can afford. It also depends very much on the kind of experiences that you've had. Um, I've sat down with uh, couples before where we're talking about getting a comprehensive plan, and I'm always trying to make sure that that plan is um, is going to do what it needs to do for their for them, but also is affordable. Um, I will have them turn to me sometimes when I perhaps am under recommending, where the husband will say, "Well, my mother was in a nursing home for 12 years, and that level of coverage isn't enough for me." So what I think we need to do is 
is take reality, but also look at um, at our past experience, because we don't have a crystal ball. We don't know when it's going to happen. We don't know how long it's going to happen. We don't know the total costs. So we we're going to try to do the best we can. But life experience has a lot to do with it. Do uh, men and women both need the same uh, long-term care insurance? Well, I would say yes, but then I'd qualify it a bit because if you look at nursing homes today, for every man that's in a nursing home, there are seven women. So men. Um, will generally um, move on uh, this planet before women do. Women are there to take care of their husbands often. It is a woman's problem at the end of the day most often, uh, but it will happen to either one. Or both. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked briefly about uh, life events, health care events, which could disqualify you from coverage, mm-hmm. um, like insulin-dependent diabetes, mm-hmm. stroke, mm-hmm. cancer. Yep. Uh, are there any other things that uh, would disqualify someone from coverage? One of the other major uh, issues that we are dealing with today, and you are reading and seeing about it all the time, it's a build. It's height and weight. Um, and if you are over... Well, just height and weight? Well, if you are over a certain... Uh, if you weigh over a certain amount to to your particular height, um, there are uh, health issues that actuarials see as statistically uh, not as um, it scares underwriters. So, if you height and weight is a major issue, also. Mm-hmm. So, the older we get, we should really go into stretch therapy so we can right. carry a few more pounds right. because we're taller. Well, just ex- <laughs> exercise. You don't have to run steep hills, but exercise. Well, that just kills your knees. Uh, mm-hmm. Are knees excluded right. or hips? Uh, we have we have one client here in our lifetime training, uh, training program for sales. Uh, he's an 81-year-old ex-physician, and he calls himself the bionic man because he's got four artificial joints. Yeah, knees and hips can be an issue, but for a time period, once you've had an operation, typically there's a waiting period to make sure everything's okay before uh, they will approve a policy. So if they're in a long-term care facility and they need a hip operation, a hip replacement, uh, that care would be included? The care would be not the actual um, operation for the hip itself, but it's a services. It's the services that that go to, um, but but also in facility. If you're in a assisted living facility or in a nursing home, it does cover room and board on both of those, but not the operation of the mm-hmm. event. Mm-hmm. What is a long-term care event? How do you define long, someone needing long-term care? That's, take, they said take care of themselves. Get up out of bed. Is it can they get dressed? Right. How, how many uh, specific tests are there? There are four. Oh, excuse me. There are six activities of daily living: dressing, toileting, continence, transferring, eating, and bathing. And when you are um, compromised, your health is compromised, where you cannot do two of those independently then you are in a long-term care situation. Now, some of the good companies will um, add a standby measure, which means that if you can't get from the bed to the bathroom, they'll 
count that as one, but they will allow you to bathe or to toilet and stand outside of the room and let you maintain your dignity, but count that as another also. So the quality of the company and how they define that um, is a big difference between when you're going on claim and getting protected and when you're not. So how do you select a long-term care insurance policy company? Uh, I would probably recommend, you know, Talk to insurance uh, professionals that you know and ask them if they specialize in long-term care. A lot of insurance agents can and will write a long-term care policy, but do not know how to explain it well and do not know how to handle the issues. For example, if you do have a policy and something happens and you need to find out how to bridge that issue to the entity that will cover you, going to somebody that doesn't understand this is going to make that transition difficult. So you want to go to a specialist. Um, Talk to your financial advisor or talk to your insurance agent about the details of how well they are educated on um, how to support not only them understanding long-term care, but how to support them if something should happen. Mm-hmm. Is there uh, any way to compare uh, companies? Uh, can you go out to the Better Business Bureau and look at the ratings on uh, long-term care companies the same way you can a roofing contractor? Uh, on the ratings, absolutely you can, um, and that's part of it. Um, I think it can be a little bit deceiving, but uh, to understand the differences between what one company charges, the comprehensiveness of one company versus another company, again, I would say um, find a long-term care specialist because most long-term care specialists will do their best to help you with your due diligence, to make sure that you see two or three different companies and understand the difference in the pricing and why one might be better for you than the other. You know, one one shoe does not fit all here Mm -hmm. in long-term care. There are some companies, for example, on that height and weight issue that we talked about that are a little bit more liberal than others. And if you want long-term care protection and there's a company out there that can provide it, a specialist is going to find it for you. Okay. Uh, A lot of seniors have Medicare insurance or Medicaid. Um, Why don't they pay for long-term care? Well, again, Medicare is for a specific period of time. Medicare A is defined more as hospital for the first 20 days, and then Medicare B from the 21st day to the 100th day. But there's a lot of Swiss cheese in there because with Medicare, and I mean it this way, it means that three things have to happen before Medicare is even going to look at you. You have to have um, you have to have been in a hospital for three full years, three full days. The reason why you went to the hospital has to be the reason why you're asking for Medicare. And your doctor has to stipulate that your condition is expected to improve. If any one of those three things are not positive, then Medicare is not there at all. So, so in other words, the guy who goes to the hospital for spinal operation mm-hmm. and has a stroke in the recovery room mm-hmm. won't be covered under Medicare. Medicare will take care because of them. Because he was in the hospital for the back operation, and the stroke happened in recovery. Exactly. If, exactly. So you have to be careful. One, one of the other things about Medicare is it's only in the institution. So there is no home care. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Medicare, you are going to be institutionalized or it will not provide. And, and Medicaid? Medicaid is for the indigent. You know, it's, you know what... 
what I like to call Medicaid or Medicare to Medicaid is, and if that's the choice that you make, that's kind of the go broke plan. Mm-hmm. Because once you're on Medicaid, Medic- uh, long-term care is not something that would even be a possibility for you for for, for reasonable reasons, though, that meaning that you don't really have assets that you're trying to protect anyway. Mm-hmm. That makes uh, them wards of the state. Right. Okay. You are a harbinger of the state. Okay. Same thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. How does someone get educated about long-term care insurance? Well... It's, it's a great question because the baby boomers, we have found, kind of like to have their cake and eat it too, uh, meaning that they they understand the Internet. They can go to the Internet. You can go to the websites of the different companies that offer long-term care, and you can get some relatively good information on that. But at the end of the day, to really understand the pricing and the levels of coverage and how you define each of the components inside the coverage, you really do need to speak with somebody, and that's going to um, be able to help you understand them. It doesn't give you enough. Mm -hmm. Good. We're going to take a a short commercial break here. We're going to listen to Sandler Rule number four, and we'll be right back. Hi, I'm Gary Harvey with Sandler Training. I'm here to discuss with you today rule number four, a decision not to make a decision is making a decision. Have you ever yourself, have you gone out shopping for something, you had a salesperson show you whatever it is you're looking for, and you really have an interest to buy, but you're not really sure. Flip side, you may actually realize you really don't want to buy it, but you don't want to hurt their feelings. So you use the most proverbial words in sales that salespeople don't want to hear, but they're willing to accept called the proverbial think it over. I'm a firm believer in all the salespeople that I have coached throughout my career that that really is a code for the word a slow no. I had a client recently that was proposing a fairly large project to a prospect. Prospect said, gee, you looked interesting. We have a lot of interest in what you're offering. And by the way, we really like you. So one of the things that made him feel like I've got it. So they said, let us get back to you the next week. But this looks really good, but we do need to think it over. We're a firm believer at Sandler Training that if it's going to be a think it over, nine out of ten times, it's going to be a no, but they don't want to tell you that. We're also firm believers that if it's going to be a no, we all know this intellectually, don't we? We want to know right up front. But emotionally, we don't want to hear those words. So plant your feet, stand your ground, and be willing to say to a potential client, with all due respect, Mr. and Mrs. Prospect, that decision not to make a decision really is making a decision. And it's a no in my world, and it's okay to tell me that. Company owners and sales managers, are you tired of cutting your price to get the deal? Wouldn't you like to have a better way? Wouldn't you want to improve your margins? Call me, Mike Roth, at 513-646-6523 to see if there's a better way for you. This is Mike Roth. I'm here with uh, Terry and Andy. We're talking about uh, long-term care. Uh, what, what does long-term care insurance actually cost on a monthly basis? Let's say that 57-year-old adult male want it together. What, what what kind of price range should they be looking at? Well, let's let's break that down and let's talk about home care versus assisted living care versus nursing home care. Oh, so you don't buy it all in one package? You well, buy you, the components? You do get it all in one package and you can make a, dis, a decision on how much coverage you want to have per month. 
Uh, most of Let's our take nursing home nursing homes today are running somewhere between sixty thousand and in, in the Midwest sixty thousand and a hundred hundred and twenty thousand dollars. Well, here in our market, what, what are people going to, going to pay in a nursing home in Cincinnati? I would say give or take somewhere between seventy and eighty thousand dollars a year. Right okay, now, so eighty thousand dollars a year. Let's right. take that. Right, and that's a nice first class nursing home. Right. So. You look at uh, what kind of coverage do you need? What Do you want to uh, buy a level of coverage that offsets all of that risk? And that's the decision you have to make because the higher the comprehensiveness of your policy also goes the premium. So you have to make a decision on your net worth to what you think, to what will happen, to what you're willing to spend to the level of coverage that you buy. Uh, the average uh, client will spend probably somewhere or had a level of coverage that is somewhere between $4,000 and $7,000 a month. And that will cover a decent percentage of it. What it will also do, because the nursing homes are the worst case scenario, it's the most expensive place, what it will do pretty nicely is handle the home care component. It'll handle the assisted living care component pretty nicely. The nursing home, you may not be able to fend off all of that risk, but you can turn a floodgate into a trickle. And you can, instead of spending $80,000 a year, you may be spending twenty dollars or $25,000 a year. But think about the other incomes that you have because when you are in a nursing home, you're not spending your assets in other places. So when you talk to a specialist, you want to try to uh, do the best you can with what you have. So if you buy that $5,000 a month policy mm-hmm. uh, towards the nursing home and you wind up in an adult uh, assisted care living facility. Mm-hmm. Uh, what percentage of the five thousand dollars a month could be spent on that? It does a pretty good job. That will, Which means, in most cases, will handle most of it. It depends on what you want. I mean, when you go into an assisted living, you can have a loft, you can have a one bedroom, you can have a two bedroom in there. You know, they're they're very scientific now. When you get into the assisted living into the nursing homes. You get charged for every single different amenity. It's not, uh, well, here you're in here and uh, whatever you have, um, it's the same price. Not. It, it, it goes up to every different event. For example, if you um, have meds taken to you more than twice a day, you're going to pay more for that. Okay. As we had a client who ran an adult uh, assisted care living facility. Right. And what about rehabilitation services? Is that covered on the long-term care? Is that a separate Medicaid type of a thing? No, it is, and it's a service for you to get up and get independent again. So it is. It's physical, occupational, respiratory. It handles and it covers that type of care. Uh, How do people pay for long-term care insurance? Is it on a month-to-month basis? Oh, great question. You have options. You know, what options? It, well, you can pay for the premiums. You can pay for it monthly. You can pay for it quarterly, semi-annually, annually. You can pay one time. There are instruments that also allow you to have combo products where you have a life insurance chassis, but you've got long-term care riders. There are more and more products coming out today that, for for example, may have an annuity and a long-term care rider attached to it. Uh, the long-term care powers that be are getting much more creative because the baby boomers want to have it all, and you try to provide that with comprehensiveness and a price that you can afford. Well, 
I think I understand annuities to some degree, and I understand from what you said about long-term care. I just don't understand how you combine the two together. Well, there there's two different arguments on that. Some people think let's keep the two separate because you minimize the value of each if you put them together. On the other hand, um, if you do have an item like a life insurance on a long-term care product where if you pay into this life insurance product and you get a death benefit that, say, is twice of the amount that you put into it and you never have a long-term care issue, well, then there's no sunk cost. With an individual long-term care policy, you will have perhaps an annual premium, and that premium paid over 30 years will add up to a certain amount of money. Uh, that what happens if you die in your sleep, and that money's gone? So different people see this in a different way. To have more options available to work for what works in your mind uh, is nice. To, it's just nice to have those options. Well, those seem like uh, complex financial issues. Uh, who should figure that out? Should the, should the senior figure that out, or should they go to their accountant uh, to figure that out, or maybe even their financial planner? Right. I, I think that that often is done in um, combination. A long-term care specialist will help you understand it. It'll help you understand to the network that you have and to your own um, life experience what would be appropriate. Your financial advisor is also probably going to want to be involved at least to some degree. With most of my clients, I like to send a copy of my long of their long-term care policy to their financial advisor so they know what kind of protection. They can advise them better on their investments. Okay. Uh, lots of times I, heard, I hear the people in the uh, long-term care insurance business use the word amenities or amenity. Exactly what do you mean by that? Can you define that a little bit differently? Or my, um, I'm not exactly sure what you mean. Uh, community amenities. What, what, what kind of community? Uh, Terry mentioned community uh, yeah. services before. I think that goes. Um, sorry, I think that goes back to the community availability. Meaning that if um, there's a couple and the spouse works and the other spouse has a long-term care issue, and leaving that spouse at home just doesn't make sense. Um, could either, be dangerous. Could be dangerous. The spouse, it's a social issue too. The spouse may not want to be home and alone. So a community allows some social interaction while the other one is off working. So drop off at eight, pick up at five. And, it, you know, we're talking about quality of life here. We're talking about protection. We're talking about um, maintaining independence and staying as involved in the communities. So what does adult daycare? I think that's that is one of the amenities, correct. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what, what would uh, something like that cost uh, here in Cincinnati? I, I think you'll see it uh, very similar to the cost of home care. So it's probably going to run somewhere between twenty-five dollars and $35,000 a year for five days. Mm-hmm. Is that generally available throughout the uh, Cincinnati uh, and Dayton markets? Um, I, I think it's available. I think that geography may not always be uh, 100% convenient, but it's mm-hmm. available. Mm-hmm. Um, what kind of uh, additional options do people have in their uh, long-term care policies? One of the things that is available in the state of Ohio is uh, a... Well, remember, we're, a, we are... 
broadcasting to people in Kentucky and Indiana. In, Indiana all mm-hmm. over. Actually, let's let's talk coast to coast. Uh, I would say about two-thirds of the states are partnership states, which means that their legislation has passed a, a law that says if you have a long-term care policy, we will give you additional protection in the form of, and I'll try to, to explain this in detail, say that you have a long-term care policy that is going to protect you for $300,000 of your net worth, and you have a $500,000 net worth. You have a worst-case scenario. You spend all the way through that $300,000 long-term care policy, and you still need care. What the state is saying is that what we will do is you still will be spending your own assets from that 500000 down to the 300000 That's as high as your benefit pool got. But at that 300000 the bleeding stops and you become a harbinger of the state. The state will pay for your long-term care expenses, and you get to keep that $300,000 to give to your children, to church, to universities, so that you can continue to uh, to to utilize it as you had hoped. Mm-hmm. And is that feature in all long-term care insurance? It is if you have certain things in your long-term care. For example, you have to have a certain level of inflation protection in your long-term care policy. There are a few other states that uh, offer even higher forms of protection, but we'll take that as a one-off. Uh, Indiana, California, New York, and Connecticut. Um, have grandfathered uh, partnership um, coverage or offerings. What happens if your grandfather is dead? Um, I can't answer that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, are there any discounts available for uh, long-term care? There are, and depending on the company. And long-term care um, companies are getting a little bit more stringent on this. Uh, long-term care has had a few bumps in the road with interest rates particularly being as low as they are. Margins are being compromised. Um, and we want to make sure that um, the companies that are committed to this um, industry continue to provide comp- very comprehensive policies. Uh, but there are discounts for uh, spousal. There, So if a couple apply, there are immediate 20 to 40% discounts. Um, there are discounts for good health. And uh, that's one of the reasons why I like to talk to people in their early 50s, because those discounts um, are uh, they, offered at a higher percentage. Okay. And that's why you're a runner. That's why I'm a runner. I got it. Okay. Uh, let's take a, uh, another short break here, and then we'll, we'll be back with Andy and Terry. Imagine you just left your prospect's office and he now has your proposal, quote, or estimate. What do you suppose he's going to do with that valuable information that you just gave him for free? Call you tomorrow with an order? Get real! He's shopping it around to the competition. Hi, this is Mike Roth, founder of Roth & Associates. I'm the most experienced sales trainer in Cincinnati. I'm constantly amazed how salespeople operate. They believe a prospect asking for a proposal means the sale is as good as closed. Face it, trained prospects will turn you into an unpaid consultant. For over 20 years, we've been coaching, training, and challenging professionals who are 100% committed to long-term sales growth and profitability, no matter what it takes. If you're deadly serious about increasing sales, call me at 513-646-6523. Find out how Sandler Training can make you better, faster, and stronger. Or register now for our next open house, 513-646-6523. 
This is Mike Roth, the most experienced Sandler sales trainer in Cincinnati. This is Mike Roth with Sandler Training, finding power and reinforcement. Are you tired of prospects saying, I want to think it over? Are you tired of being an unpaid consultant? Call me at 513-646-6523. On the web at rothconsulting.net. This is Mike Roth, and I'm back here with Terry and Andy. We have a feeling here in business that simple solutions to complex problems are invariably wrong. And therefore, if you're going to solve a complex problem, you have to have a equally complex solution. Perhaps uh, you guys could share with us a complex problem that you came up with a complex solution for that, at least in theory, could be moved to another industry. You don't have to reveal any trade secrets. Well, that's a tough one. I'm trying to to figure that out, and I'm also trying to align it to the long-term care discussion that we're having. Sure. Uh, you know, as I as I think about long-term care and whether long-term care is appropriate or or not, you know, do is it better to have long-term care protection? Is it better to go it alone? Uh, there's a couple things I'll say to that. First of all, I think that you should not make a decision to have or not have this protection by doing nothing. Meaning, understand it, understand it very well, understand what it does understand what it costs, understand the different levels of coverage, and then make a decision whether it's appropriate or not. Do your homework. Um, Look at your life experience and see how it has affected you and your loved ones and try to align that with what possibly could happen in the future. Um, Think about the premiums that you may be paying, not only while you're working, but also after retirement, because when you're on fixed income, you want to be able to make sure that you're not changing your lifestyle to keep this protection and to keep your net worth and maintain your independence. And keep the burden issues off your children because when you think about long-term care, there are three major uh, things that that I see as very important to uh, to bring into the the ultimate decision making, and that is how do you protect your your net worth? The only thing that can materially and involuntarily really hurts you as you age is a long-term care issue. And the statistics of something happening to you are too high to ignore. The second is maintain your independence. Say, for example, something does happen to your spouse. That doesn't mean that you should be glued to that spouse's hip. That means that you should still be able to um, see your grandchildren, play that golf game, go to the grocery store, and and not feel guilty. The third one, and this perhaps is the most important, is the burden issue. To care about the people that care about you. How do you allow them to to care about you but not have to care for you? Long-term care protection allows that. Um, Look at more than one company. What we're trying to do is avoid crisis management. And when you have a plan and you're fully educated and you've made a decision on whether this is appropriate or not appropriate, then you can go about your life. Good. So in summary, take into account all of the factors before you make a decision. I, uh, yes. And there are a lot of factors there. It's not. I don't think it's um, complicated so much as it's very comprehensive. There's lots of parts. Mm-hmm. Lots of parts. Uh, but I like to ask everyone on the show to give a management leadership tip. Perhaps you could do that for us, Andy. A management leadership tip. Uh, 
Um, you certainly manage people, right? I do manage. How many people do you have in your organization? About 50. Um, 50? Yes. How many of them are salespeople? Most of them. Okay, so you got a, a, a group of 50 salespeople, mm-hmm. let's say. Right. One leadership tip you could give to someone else who's got 50 salespeople. Hmm. Um, stay positive. Uh, look at uh, all things realistically, but um, what I try to do is lead by example with the uh, thought that um, I can get these things done and that by taking the time to educate, to um, to look at each ind- individual case honestly, I have my best results. That's good. Now, your 50 people are located all here in the Cincinnati area? Uh, Ohio, Indiana, Kentucky, and West Virginia. But we have agents in different agencies that we're aligned with from coast to coast. Okay, so that's a lot of people to manage. Yes, it's it's, um, it's a great challenge. Good. So as a manager, what's the biggest challenge that you face that if I wave the magic wand over your head, it, it would uh, eliminate that particular challenge? Well, probably training and support. Uh, you know, we, we, we know... We know that the issue is out there. We know the details of long-term care, but it is ever-changing. And what um, I'd like to do is make sure that uh, our agents um, have all the the ammunition, uh, the tools that they need when they speak to their clients to, um, to inform them as well as can possibly be done. And what happens when uh, they don't have the proper ammunition or closing tools? Well, I think that there's a thing that I call congruence, and it, it and it has to do with the alignment of your product, your training, uh, your belief systems, and when all of those are in line, everything works well for your client, for you, for your company. When just one of those are out of line, then everything's off. And when I'm able to to be in front of uh, our agents on a more regular basis, um, that happens less often. Mm-hmm. So, do you have a uh, a meeting with all of your agents once a month, once a week? I see most of the agents at least once a month. Mm-hmm. We have a a, a a office meeting once a quarter. Okay, yeah, West yeah. Virginia is a little bit tough, right? Yeah, and yeah, northeast, northwest Indiana can. Evansville can be Paducah, oh. you know. It's like five hours on the road. Right. Um, but there's nothing that I appreciate that I enjoy more than being in front of them and talking and uh, working with them. So, Terry, if someone is listening and they, they want more information on long-term care, how should they do it? They should give me a call, and uh, I can sit down with them, talk to them over the phone, or sit down with them across the kitchen table and, and talk about their needs and uh try to create a plan for them. They can reach me through email, uh, ltciplanner at gmail.com or my cell phone, 513-300-6738. Thanks, Terry. Thanks, Andy. Uh, As a token of appreciation for being with us here on the show today, I'm going to give you a copy of uh, the first Sandler book, You Can't Teach Your Kid to Ride a Bike at a Seminar. Uh, great book about the Sandler selling system. 
Uh, and if you want to read it the way Sandler wrote it, read Chapter 2 first. The ghostwriter interchanged Chapter 2 and Chapter 1. Uh, any uh, last tips or ideas, uh, Terry, Andy? Um, you know, we spoke a little bit earlier about people potentially being able to um, ins- self-insure. And um, what I would say there is, um, you know, some coverage uh, is, is better than none. And in most cases, folks that can self-insure, they can look at other products, uh, like uh, the combo product where you buy a life insurance policy with a long-term care rider on it. It's a single-pay product, which works into people who, who can potentially self-insure. And no, um, it, it's either a beneficiary for life or care if they need it. Well, that seems like a good idea when you put it that way. Just We're just trying to avoid crisis management. And when you have a plan and you've done your homework and you've made a decision one way or the other, then you can at least put this down and move past it and do the other things that are important to you. Right. We like to say we don't try. We either do or do not. Right. So if we want to avoid crisis, Mm -hmm. financial crisis, what we'll do is we'll act in advance. Have a plan. Have a plan. Guys, thanks for coming in. And, uh, Scott, why don't you take it away? Thanks, Mike, for having us here. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for listening. If you have questions or comments, contact Mike at MikeRoth at RothConsulting.net. Or call Mike at 513-753-9400.